We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Fabulous friends and lovely listeners, I'm so honored to be connecting with you for a part of your day here on Journey to Center. So I have a question. Do you have the desire to live a meaningful life? Have you ever wished you could change the world? I think many people do, and I know I do for sure. But to think about it is certainly different than being able to actually do it. It seems the ability to live out our greatest heart desire is a mystery. Why is it some people can overcome debilitating and dire circumstances and then light up the world with their personal brand of magic? And then other people can't seem to escape the monotony and humdrum experience of ordinary existence. Well, that's what we're going to talk about here today with Jake Ducey. Jake is the author of a critically acclaimed book, The Purpose Principles, How to Draw More Meaning into Your Life. Jake Ducey is from a good California family, and as a young man, he seemed to have it all, but he didn't feel that way. He felt something was missing. His internal emptiness led him to drugs and alcohol, but then Jake accessed his courage and decided to follow his heart. With his meager savings in hand, he set out to travel the world. He finally discovered what he was seeking was inside of himself all along. Jake now teaches others that personal destiny can only be realized if we look within ourselves. So when Jake returned from his spiritual adventure, he raised the funds to build a school and a home for orphans in Guatemala. At just 21 years old, Jake authored the book Into the Wind, and he's recently completed his book that we're talking about today, The Purpose Principles. Jake now speaks all over the country and on Empower Radio today about how to consciously and responsibly create the life of our dreams. So Jake Ducey, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's crazy that you're 23 and you're writing this kind of book and teaching this kind of message. But I know you say that age doesn't matter and that it's actually a misunderstood principle. I want to hear more about that. Well, I say that age has no license on wisdom. It has no, enli- it has no license on potential. And that doesn't mean just young. I think that's, that's if we're quote-unquote a little bit older, too, because, you know, we can often, we're either too old or we're too young. And uh, I think it really goes into the center of, of, of what you're, the theme of your show is about, which is ultimately there's this dormant force, this power that's within us, that doesn't have an age, it, it, it isn't even something that we often recognize because we're so busy in our day-to-day lives. But when we can tap into it, incredible things can happen. It's like what Ralph Waldo Emerson says, humans are a stream whose source is veiled. When we can recognize that dormant power, when we're called to something great, all those dormant forces, everything becomes active, we transcend all of our limitations, and, and we can do incredible things. So true. I believe it so much. You know, I think the same energy that moves the planets around the sun, we can access that and have that move through us. But it seems we can't do it unless we invite it, allow it, and have the courage to act on it. So I love what you're saying, and I 
absolutely am a huge fan right out of the gate. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I really believe a lot of it definitely comes from action. That's what the Purpose Principles is about. It, 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 is, it is really, I believe, at the core. I highlight the stories of today's greatest achievers and difference makers. They're, they're stories of failure. They're stories of success. They're common threads. And the common threads that I write about are that the most important principle may be that it's not about necessarily being fearless. That's great if you are, but I think most of us, I know I'm not fearless, and many of the greatest, whether it's an athlete, an entertainer, humanitarian, anything across the board is we all feel fear. And I believe that one of the ways that we really unlock this power is about taking that action, even when we're like, uh, I don't know about that, or we're asking ourselves, what's the worst that could happen? Because the best that could happen is these dormant forces become active. And that's so true. Uh, sometimes as I consider, well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I was telling you earlier when I was approached about doing this show, I was so scared. And I was like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Nobody will listen? You know, okay, big deal. And, um, you know, when I put my book out, I was like, what if nobody buys it? Uh, oh, well. <laughs> You know, so it's funny how we can like twist ourselves up with fear and then not take action. And I know that's something you write about a lot in your book. Yeah, I think I think flipping it around, if if we're somebody who asks ourselves always the worst that could happen, I think flipping it around to what's the best that could happen, and just mm-hmm. playing around with that, playing that what if game a little bit, because we find that. Uh, whether it's the Beatles being denied by Decca Recording Studios who said they were unfit for show business, or, or whether it's Elvis was told by one of the biggest concert promoters in Nashville he should go back to his old job, which was a, a, a truck driver. Uh, across the board, um, Jack Canfield, who created the Chicken Soup for the Soul series books, uh, who sold six, seven hundred million copies, he was denied by 144 publishing companies. Across the board, we all experience this rejection. Even Abe Lincoln lost eight elections before he won his first one and eventually became president. I think this idea of rejecting rejection, um, J.K. Rowling says, you can do anything if you have enough nerve. And this is a woman who was so broke she was on welfare. All she had was a typewriter, an idea, and her daughter. And, and she considered herself the worst failure she knew. And I, I really believe that when we can recognize that, and take the step uh, instead, that's, that's just, as you said, incredible things can, can start to take place. It's so true. And your book, I mean, I've never heard, I've never read more examples that support your principles than in your book. And it's such a wonderful compilation of that. And I have to say, your style is amazing. You know, you write so brilliantly, and it's so thought-provoking. And one of the things I like best about your book is how it's so interactive. You really draw the reader in. You ask a lot of questions, and then you support them in um, these exercises so that they can take the principles deeper and inspire them to take action steps. I mean, it really is exciting and motivational. Oh, well, thanks. Um, You know, it's really an honor to Penguin Random House as my publisher, and I'm 23, and people will ask me how. Well, I uh, failed junior English class in high school. I did really bad on my SATs. I was never a writer. If there was an award for least likely to become an author out of high school, I probably would have won. And then I realized that it's not about credentials. It, it's, it's not about being 
the most intelligent and specifically for writing. Writing is about having a conversation. And so I, I uh, really appreciate that you picked that up. Um, I, there's a lot of people that are better writers than me, and um, I've been fortunate to have some great success with my books. And I, it's just because I believe one of the principles, one of the purpose principles is that the will can overcome anything. Like I highlight Richard Branson's story. Richard Branson is the guy that created Virgin, um, mm-hmm. 400 companies, billion-dollar company. This guy is dyslexic and never finished middle school. And, and he called it virgin because he was a virgin. He'd never done a business before. He was a virgin in business. And so I really wanted to highlight these stories because, one, there's a lot of great books out there that share stories, but often they're stories that are either of uh, a lot of people that are, quite frankly, dead, or they're books that are they're people that I think um, are not today. I share anyone from from Taylor Swift to, to all these other names that we've shared, because usually we think these people are superhuman, or we think that, oh, well, that's just them, that's just that person. But I believe story is the medium to which we can see ourselves in the light of other people. We recognize ourselves in other people. And so I, I believe that when we can see they did that, that's where they came from, I can do that. That's how we can really create change in this world um, to live our personal dreams, but also contribute to this more just, peaceful, and, and, and exciting world is when we recognize that although the media doesn't, doesn't necessarily share these things, it's true that Taylor Swift was a 14-year-old unknown girl that just really liked to sing and had a dream of inspiring millions of people. She had no reason to believe that she could more than anyone else. And she really wanted to go on tour with Tim McGraw. She had a demo tape. Problem was, Tim had never actually had an opening act before. And she called the offices and sent the demo in every day. And they would reply and say, look, Tim doesn't have an opening act. She kept calling, SW, 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 SW. Some will, some won't, so what, someone's waiting. Finally, Tim looked at it, brought her on tour, it launched her career. So I like to highlight these stories because we can see, oh, I can do that. I love that. I didn't know those details. So that's that's really cool. I wasn't aware of that. She had that tenacity at such a young age. And I want to talk a little bit about your story, Jake. I know one of your big fans is Jack Canfield. And as I was reading through the book about how that relationship came to be, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, um, it's been pretty incredible, and I think most of most of us here have heard, you know, write your goals down. But I want to share something else that I learned about that. And I was 19 years old. I'm, I'm reading Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles, is like this huge mega seller. And in the book, he talks about an activity. That activity says, write down your 101 goals. I figure, I don't know this guy, I'm 19, you know, I'm still in college, I don't know if I trust this guy, whatever, I'll play the game. So I decide to play the game and write my goals down on total faith, on total belief. I write them down. Number nine is to be endorsed by Jack Canfield. Now, I have no idea how. Time goes on, I write my first book, Into the Wind, and somebody tells me, my friend Tracy, about an event. 
Jack Canfield is emceeing. She says, look, you need to go online right now. You need to buy a ticket. I know your number nine goal is, is to be endorsed by Jack. So I go online, I buy a ticket to this event, and I, I head out there. I, I put on my nice attire, and I get to this event in L.A. I realize two things, none of which are positive. The first, it doesn't constitute being dressed up when you have a corduroy brown shirt and a wrinkled blue pants and black sh- pant- and a blue shirt and black pants that don't match, not dressed up when everyone else is wearing a suit and tie attire. And the second thing I realized, it wasn't that likely to meet Jack when there's 500 people there and, and there's this huge line. I mean, I could have got a picture with him, but in order to get a, an endorsement and develop a relationship, I needed to develop rapport, which wasn't possible in one second of snapping a photo. So I sat on the top level of this event. Jack's seat was at the bottom center. I waited the whole night, and I finally get this urge. I'm like, the night's closing. I have this book signed to him. I head down there. As soon as I head down there, I, I almost at his table. He's walking back to his seat when he announces dinner. Somebody else walks up, gets his attention. I'm like, oh, and I don't know what to do. I kind of turn around, and then I see him go back to his seat a couple minutes later. I realize this is my 10 seconds of courage. This is my moment of chance. I have to go. I walk over. Hi, Jack. My name is Jake Ducey. I'm 19 years old. I wrote this book. How did I inspire it? He says, I say, Jack, in your book, The Success Principles, you say when someone says no, I say next. And I got denied by a lot of publishers. So I just kept saying, next, next, next. I say, in this book, you say SW, 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 SW. Some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. And he turns to me and he says, this is pretty cool. You should meet my wife. And we start chatting. And we're chatting for a few minutes. I'm getting really excited. All of a sudden, the waiter comes up to drop the food off. Here I am. And I realized, oh, I missed my chance. The waiter's there. I, I can't be rude. I, I need to wrap this conversation up. I turn to start to walk away. And Jack stops me. He says, aren't you going to eat that? He points to his left. Here I am standing to his left. And I was so wrapped up that in this entire crowded event, I didn't realize the seat to his left was empty. Somebody had left. I spent that night at dinner with with them and sat at the table for the next two hours, developed this relationship. He went on to write the foreword to my first, or a quote from my first book, Into the Wind. Into the Wind is one wonderful chicken soup for the soul story on the cover. And then eventually wrote the foreword to the purpose principles. And uh, that one ended up being published by Penguin and he, he inspired it. And what I discovered from that is that when you write your goals down, Something magical happens. Something else takes place. And, and so what I'm saying is the next time you have this goal and you don't think that it's possible and this voice tells you, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do this? Just remember that you don't need to figure it all out. That when you write your goals down, something else will take place. And that's what I realized. An example of that is how did I get the urge right when the waiter came over uh, and the waiter was behind the scenes? How did I get the urge out of a five-hour event to go stand over and ask him? 
at the time when somebody to his left left. And so it was this really incredible aha moment. And I love that story so much. I mean, you have a lot of great stories, but I think that may be one of my very favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with you. I've heard this said before, and I believe it's true. The greatest predictor for success is writing down our goals. And I think it gives our dreams roots in the physical world. Yeah, so I, really I love that. that. I really believe yes. that. And, and as a 19-year-old, when I quit school and traveled around the world and decided that I needed to come back. Everything was within me. I needed to write this first book into the wind. I was so excited. I'm going to get this publisher. I covered my wall in affirmations by this certain publisher. I told everyone, oh, I'm, I already know who my publisher is, and I won't mention their name, but let's pretend it's called Dream Publishing. And you walk into my room, and you're like, wow, he must be published by Dream Publishing. I had these affirmations. I'm published by them across my room. I was like, here it is. But Then I had the opportunity to go to the founder's house of the company who actually ended up, her mansion was nearby in my hometown, and somebody introduced us. I left. I'm like, here it is. I'm published. I was so excited. I'm like, this is going to launch everything. And then she said she's going to send me an email. I'm like, I get the email. I'm like, here it is. I'm published. I'm published. And it's an email from her business partner who says they're passing on my book. So I had to go back and pull all these all these sticky notes off my wall, hundreds and hundreds of them. And what I realized and what I discovered is that when your dream stalls, that it's not a matter of getting it. It's a matter of becoming that person. I had to go out on my own, print my books, knock door to door and sell them. It ended up making the top 300 on Amazon then I met Jack, like I, like I shared, and Penguin picked up my new book, The Purpose Principles. I had to become this person that could do my own PR, that could knock door to door, that could sell my book. And so what I realized is that it's not necessarily about what you get from the goal, but who you become. So I, I challenge everyone, the next time you feel stalled is to ask yourself, who do I need to become? That's fantastic. It's not what you get from the goal. It's who you become. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's such a powerful but overlooked thing. Yeah, it's, it is. It really is the journey. It's, it's the destination. It's not, you know, it, it is not the goal. It's not grabbing the prize. You talk about that in your book as well. It's like when you got, you know, um, to be the, the, the best selling author, it's like, <clears throat> although it was satisfying, it didn't last that long. You're like, yeah. okay, so what is going to give me that long-lasting satisfaction? Yeah, I think, I think that's what, you know, so many uh, incredible achievers tell us when they, go into, when they go into depression after having a tremendous run for a few years. And the one guarantee that I think we all know is anything you have can be gone in a moment. You could lose your money, the economy could crash, your business could go under, your business partner could have a health problem, you could have a health problem. Anything could happen that could take away things we have. But we can always get it back and more when we become that person that can get that back and more, that knows how to make something happen, that knows how to help other people, that knows how to stay positive, that has strategies of consistency to work hard and reach our goals. 
And that's what I'm talking about on Journey to Center. It's about staying in this center aligned with your soul and allowing that relationship to be dynamic and allow it to shift and morph and change because you're right. I mean, change is the thing that's going to be consistent in our lives. So you got to be able to flow with it. Yeah, and the beautiful thing I I think definitely about that is like our character, um, who we are as an individual is something that it can't be changed by the outside world. Um, And once we acquire those skills, they're not going to go away. Absolutely. And again, I think there's two ways we can live our lives, from the outside in or from the inside out. And you talk about this at the end of your book, and I'm like, gosh, he really gets this stuff. My favorite concepts are the inward journey, forgiveness, and self-love. And you go into that in such a beautiful way. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, I think it's such an important element. I, I think that anyone from who we um, associate with ourselves on a business level to the friends that we keep to our romantic partners to the amount of time we put into our dreams, all of these things are are can be an act of self-love or they can be an act of self-sabotage. We become like the people we're around. If, if a lover is not treating us right and, and we don't, and we don't uh, take any action in order to change that or, or, or leave that situation, then, then that's not an act of self-love. And I believe that when we can really recognize that, like, there's no one judging us ultimately. God's not up in the sky judging us and condemning us for our mistakes and all of that just created in our head. Uh, I think incredible things can start to open. We can be free more emotionally, and so many things can begin to occur. I like to call it the difference between living it and learning it. Learning it is we know we should do that. We know we should not be around those people. We know we should eat healthier. We know we should treat ourselves better. We know it's, it's not our fault and that, and, and that the past is over. We know these things. But living it is really, is really going from that place. Even when we're scared, even when we aren't sure, even if we want to hang on to the past, living it is going regardless. And, and to me, that's like your example of living from the inside out. Yeah, you know, there is a huge difference between living from our mind and our intellect and theory than from our heart and our feeling and our beingness. Such a huge, huge paradigm shift because most of, I think, our society is mind-based and head-based, and it prevents us from accessing that deeper, soulful, heart-based life. Yeah, I really believe that's true. I think even when, when I found in, in my work in uh, speaking engagements and workshops, I'll ask people, like, what would have to happen one year from now for you to look back and say it was your most successful, your most fulfilling year yet? Immediately, we say, I don't know. It's just we go to our mind right away. We think our feelings. I think that I feel that I want to do this. I think <laughs> that I feel that. And I think when we can just go past that, I don't know, uh, play, the, play, the, uh, play the rule that when you ask yourself what would have to happen or what do you want to, what do you want, who do you want to become, um, uh, what do you really desire, you can't say I don't know. And I think when we do that, we can get past our mind and into our heart and into our gut. Yes and really go with that feeling. I think that's so true, you know, just to settle in. And sometimes when people ask me these questions or when I ask these open-ended questions, if people will just relax and settle in and answer from that place within themselves, even though their mind doesn't know, there's a deeper knowingness to trust that, to access that, to let it flow through you. 
even if it might sound silly or crazy. You know, it's like there's so many answers within us if we ask those questions. Yeah, I really believe that to be true. I really believe that to be true. And and that's really what the purpose principles is about is I, I outline these individuals that their mind wanted to tell them they weren't qualified enough or their mind wanted to tell them this idea was crazy, but they trusted this inner thing. And when they took that step, those dormant forces became active. For me, it was like, it just so happened that the waiter was behind the scenes coming to Jack's table when there was 200 other tables there. And I got the urge at that exact time. I didn't do all that. Something else was at play. Right. I, I like to call it the subconscious. And, and when we can take those steps, something else sweeps us up. Um, we can be either pulled to something or we can push to something. And I think that when we take those steps and we really uh, go inside ourselves, we're pulled to something greater. We're pulled to become an even bigger, better, stronger, uh, more positive, more loving, more forgiving, courageous person instead of pushing to become it. We can be pulled by something larger than ourselves. Oh, yeah, the wave of grace. All right, Jake, we just have a little bit of time left. How can people get more of you? How can they get your book or connect with you? Are you on Facebook? What's going on? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. The book is The Purpose Principles. It's in Barnes and Nobles and and all physical stores across America. It's online, Amazon.com, The Purpose Principles. My name is Jake Ducey. He is in David, U-C-E-Y, Jake Ducey, Jake Ducey author on Twitter, on Facebook, Jake Ducey. And and again, the book's The Purpose Principles, and I'm Jake Ducey. You're adorable. You're amazing. I love you. You're like my new favorite person. I hope I can get you back on the show again and again. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to come back on again and again. You're adorable. All right. Well, I'm excited to get you on a show for next week. So to my listeners and audience, I know you're inspired as well. Pick up a copy of this book. I think it can really transform you if you want it. And just enjoy it. Get on the wave of grace and celebrate yourself. So God bless you. Connect with me at TammyBPhD.com. You're in my heart. Onward and upward. Bye for now.